Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavors, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 43. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Tia Gostello. The singer-songwriter from Mackay, Queensland, released her incredible second record, Chrysalis, late last year, and has just announced a tour in support of the record. In today's episode, we're talking with Tia about finally getting back on the road, working with Holy Holy, and learning how to produce her own music. Here we go. Our guest today released their incredible second record, Chrysalis, in October last year. This July, she'll finally be able to take the record on the road with the Chrysalis Tour 2021. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Tia Costello. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. That's good. Now, uh, congratulations on the second record, Chrysalis. It is out now. It has been out for a little while. (laughs) Um, What has the reception been like so far to this record? It's been amazing. Um, I guess like, like anything, like once you release like your first album or first single and then you go to do like your second one, there's always a lot of um, pressure, probably not from other people, but like for me, I found I was putting a lot of pressure on myself, um, wanting to make it bigger and better than the first album and everything. Um, so it was very nerve wracking um, going to put it out. But once it came out, everybody was so supportive. And I think because I was so sure of the sound that I was wanting to have and like the music I was putting out, I think it was just such an exciting time. Um, and like, funnily enough, not really funny, but <laughs> when I wrote the album, it was right before COVID. Um, and it was pretty much just about how I was struggling with being away from my loved ones and everything. So this whole record is just about that kind of um, feeling of being away from your loved ones. And um, I guess feeling really lonely. And then the album came out and during COVID and it just kind of feels like, the songs relate to way more people now because of like everyone's got like some kind of situation that they're going through where they're away from their loved ones or feeling a bit lonely during this pandemic. Um, So I think people have been um, connecting with it quite a lot because of that. So it's just weird how the timing worked with it all. It's almost like um, prophetic. Is it prophetic? Like prophesizing the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was super strange how it all happened. But um yeah, everyone's been so super lovely about the record. The record does uh you, just before you mentioned the sound, the sound has kind of uh shifted. It's still very much yourself, but there was like an evident mark from that first record, Thick Skin, being a little bit more like um folky indie rock, if you will. And then this one has a bit more uh 
electro isn't the right word, but like a little bit more dance, a little bit more electronic in a way. Um, what was the catalyst for, for that change in sound? I think it was just me evolving as a person and as an artist. Like it was just like a natural kind of um, thing that happened. When I wrote the songs on Thick Skin, a lot of those songs were written when I was about 15 or 16. You know, so like obviously you change, you grow up, um, your your tastes change, you evolve. (laughs) Um, And... I think for me that was just naturally where I was headed. That's the kind of music that I was listening to was a lot more like electronic, dancey. Um, and for me that just felt like what I really wanted to do. And also I was keeping, I was really focusing on like the live show at that time. Um, I found that when I was playing Thick Skin, I really wanted people to be dancing, but like the music wasn't really like, moshing, you know what I mean? Like people were like dancing, having fun and singing along, but I just really felt like for my live shows in the future, I wanted people just to be jumping up and down and screaming. And, um, I was really focusing on that for some reason. I found it super interesting, like writing an album with like the live show and like the performance in mind as well. So yeah, I think it was just like a natural progression that happened. And, um, I felt very sure about the music that I was going to be putting out. That's very fair. That's very fair. Uh, we were talking, um, oh, sugar, last week um, with the the boys from Holy Holy who said a similar thing in their songwriting process of um, that they were playing their like a version of Greenlight and then they saw the crowd's reaction and then talked about writing for their live show. Um, yes. I know the record uh, was produced with Oscar from the band. How did that kind of come about or how did that part, musical partnership come about? Um, well, I've been a big fan of Holy Holy forever. Um, so like that was obviously a big part of it, but also um, Oscar produced um, Busby Maru's album and Busby Maru are on the same management team as I am. Um, and yeah, we just kind of connected through that. Oscar flew up to Brisbane um, one weekend and we just like met up and just had a drink and we like, instantly connected like it was super weird and I I know Ali Oscar's um <laughs> wife as well like we did some shows together so it was just kind of like through mutual connections and um as soon as Oscar and I got into the studio together like it like I've never felt like that connection musically with anyone before so um it was just such an amazing experience and Oscar was so like patient with me in the studio. Like I really wanted to play so many instruments that I didn't really know how to play, but he sat there and persevered <laughs> with it, even though he could have just picked it up and played the instrument straight away. Um, he was really great in that aspect. Cause uh, the boys do appear on a track for the record. Was that your idea or was it his idea or a bit of combination? I think it was a combination. Um, the the song wasn't, we like Tim and I d- haven't sung that song together. Like we didn't record it together because we were like, I'm in Brisbane, Tim's down in um, Tasmania, Oscar's in Melbourne. Um, but like we went to the Grove studios where the album was recorded and like laid everything down. And then I went to Oscar's studio in Melbourne um, to help me like to be there while he was mixing it. And I just kind of felt like always should have been, a duo, like it needed to have a feature on it. And I just kind of 
blurted it out and asked Oscar if Holly Holly would like to be on it and it just kind of happened like that and yeah it was amazing it's one of my favorite songs and um Tim's voice really just like elevates the whole song it's definitely um sometimes putting someone on the spot can definitely get the best results so (laughs) I think that definitely worked out (laughs) when you are writing tracks like this and when you are writing for the album do you find that you're more of a uh, a lyric person first, whereas the words will kind of come to you and and what you're feeling, or is it the melody comes first, or a bit of both? Um, when I write, I usually like to get down like the drums, the bass, um, chords, and everything like that first, and then I'll work on the lyrics after that. When I was writing the songs for Chrysalis, though, I had this main theme in mind, which is obviously like all throughout the record is just like in that period of time, I was really struggling with being away from my family and being in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend. Um, and I guess like living alone in Brisbane as well. So when I was writing all these songs, that's pretty much what I was writing about. So it was good for me to go in and like know exactly what I wanted to say. Um, and I found that the lyrics flowed a lot better that way, but at the moment, like I've been writing and I haven't really had anything, it's bad to say, but like usually writing sad songs is a lot easier than writing happy songs. So I've been finding it a bit hard at the moment to try and um, find inspiration in other things other than the sad things in my life because life's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So like it's been challenging for me to do that, um, but it's been really good as well to like write about other people and other things that I've seen and like things in the world that isn't about me. So that's been great. That's very cool. I feel um, it is true. It's somehow that like writing sad songs seems to be very easy in a way because like it's the, like uh, what's the saying? Misery loves company. Whereas like writing a happy song, you don't want it to be too cheesy or too corny. You want it to. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you find yourself throughout COVID? Um, we've spoken to some people, and some had, uh, I guess, some form of, like a writer's block, or a, um, found that COVID wasn't the appropriate time to try and be creating music. Did you find yourself in either of those boats? I found myself taking. Um, a really long break from music. Like I, I didn't write one song during like the pandemic or like the lockdown or I, yeah, I don't think I wrote a song last year at all. Um, and I found that worked really well for me. I think it was something that I really needed to do. And I moved back home to where my parents live in Mackay. Um, I lived back there for a year and I was working. So like I was working like another job cleaning, um, and, I think it was good for me to just go do something like that where I can go to work, don't have to think about anything while I'm there or when I come home. Um, 
And I've found that having that massive break from writing music and playing shows has really made me appreciate it a lot more. And like working in this other job, it really made me have a different perspective on my career and what I was doing and how grateful I am to be doing what I'm doing. Um, and I'm so motivated and passionate about music now. Like I'm just so like, I've been writing so much lately. Um, been teaching myself how to use like logic and like I brought a bass the other day. So I feel like I'm just so much more passionate and, um, just ready to just take my career to the next level. That's awesome. Um, how, how are you finding logic? It is a, it's definitely a, um, it's not easy. <laughs> no. Well, I, I think I have, if I put my mind to something, I can do it. But most of the time, if I hit like a little roadblock, I'm just like, nah, I'm just going to go watch Netflix now. Like Most of the time I just like, it'd be too hard for me to do, but like I've persevered for the past couple of weeks and like, yeah, I like finished a full song the other day and it's actually like this awesome feeling of accomplishment. And I can see how people get so like obsessed with producing and like just sit there for hours on end and like keep like tinkering away. Um, but yeah, I'm getting there, like still have a very long way to go, but at least I can kind of like produce like half decent demos now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it something that you would, um, I guess, be interested in looking at doing in the future, like producing either your own record or even moving into like what Oscar does and producing other people's records? It's definitely something I can see myself doing now. Like in the past, I've just kind of always been like, no, it doesn't really interest me. I don't really know what's going on. When I'm in the studio, I have no idea what's going on. Um and now like I'm finding it super interesting. Like I'm really like when I ask questions about what's going on, I want to like spend time with like my friends who know how to produce. Um, I think eventually it would be awesome to do that, but I feel like I've got a long way to go, but it's definitely something I can see myself doing now. Whereas like if you asked me that maybe a month ago, I probably would have said no. Yeah, no, that's very fair. <laughs> um you are about to head back out on the road, I believe. Uh, where are we? Um, end of this month with Middle Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then June and July for your own tour. How are you feeling about getting back out there and, and playing shows again? I'm so excited. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like well, Chrysalis came out last year, end of last year. Um, and usually you'd go and do like a massive tour, like in the album cycle, pretty much as soon as you announce it. So the tour is a bit delayed. Um, but yeah, I am, I can't even explain how excited I am. Like I'm playing such big venues, like the corner in Melbourne. I remember like doing support shows there and being like, holy, this is like such a big venue now to be doing like my own headline show there is incredible. And like the Triffid in Brizzy, like for me, it's like a big full circle moment. I, when I first moved to Brisbane, I was glassing at the Triffid. Like that was my job, <laughs> cleaning up people's spew, you know, all that kind of stuff. And now to be like going there and like playing a headline show to me is like incredible. Like I'm just so stoked to be doing it and like supporting middle kids as well. Like it'll be nice doing like a little duo set. I haven't done that in quite a long time. So I think it'll be super nice. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to be playing shows in general. Yeah, of course. I feel... um. It's almost a little bit like full circle, like working there and now being able to play shows there. It's you've yeah. um, you've done what every 
every class he wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> Play a show there. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm super excited about it. And it was also like the first venue I ever played in Brisbane when I was like 16, like in the beer garden there. And I remember walking in being like, this venue is amazing. Like one day I'm going to play in like the main room. So yeah, it's definitely a big full circle moment. And um, I love everyone at the Trifford so much. So I think it'll be such a nice night. And I think it's the last show on the tour as well. So I think it'll be a very big one. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, it is a big night for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you said, the tour was postponed somewhat because of COVID. I imagine it's a bit of a silly question what I'm about to ask, but when the album did come out, was there a bit of disappointment in the fact that you weren't able to, I guess, promote it in those the the usual ways that you would? As you said, you kind of you release an album, you go out and tour and do a bit of a victory lap. It, yeah, was it a bit upsetting that? That wasn't I, there it was a little bit, um, but I, I guess we were lucky enough that I still got to do some album launch shows. So I did still did five shows in Queensland. I played in Brisbane, in Toowoomba, and on the Gold Coast. So I think it wasn't as disappointing because I was able to do those shows. Um, and yeah. like it was still all seated. It was like a matinee kind of show, but everyone was so excited to just be there. Even though it was sitting, like it was so rowdy. Like everyone was like, yeah, it was like dancing in their seats and everything. But I think it was also <laughs> the situation where like everyone was just excited to be watching live music and being grateful that we were all able to even do that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's great that we can actually do this tour now, um, and go, into other states as well. So yeah, I'm super excited about it, but I think everybody's, everybody's had to adapt to this new kind of world we're living in at the moment. So everybody's kind of going through the same thing. And um, yeah, I guess we're all just learning as things keep going. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I imagine it was good in a way. Was the album meant to always be released around the October, November mark or no, it was meant it to had be have been released early. Yeah, it was meant to be released like March last year, but we just kept pushing it back. Um, yeah, just everything was just so unreliable, I guess that's the word, or like you just weren't, yeah, didn't know when to do it. And we ended up just saying, let's just release it this date, see what happens. Um, and yeah, I don't know, we just kind of winged it and it, did well. So <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's just learning as <laughs> the years go on, I guess. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Very fair. You're also performing in Adelaide in June as part of the Adelaide Cabaret Festival mm-hmm. for, I believe the show is Deadly Hearts. Yes. What can, um, we, we are based in Adelaide, hence why I've mm-hmm. um, raised it. Uh, what can the audience expect from this show? I think it'll just be a really fun show. Like, like I said, like the new songs will be played. We haven't really had much of an opportunity to play the songs live yet. So I think it's just going to be super fun. Um, dancing. If we can dance, I'm not sure if we can dance in Adelaide. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I think believe be- we're allowed to, yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. And I've never been to Adelaide either. So it, it'll be my first trip there, my first show in Adelaide. So, um, yeah, I think it'll just be really fun and exciting and um, can't wait to play the new songs. Beautiful. That's, um, yeah, very exciting. I imagine there's going to be quite a few people uh, 
we are at the moment we're allowed dancing i'm sure T- touch wood covid pending <laughs> that they'll still be dancing in June. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um Tia, usually we would speak to our guests about what they're currently listening to is there a record or records at the moment that you kind of got on high rotation or, or loving um i have been listening actually i haven't been listening to a lot of albums but i've been going through playlists i've been trying to like expand my music knowledge um in saying that though i did watch a netflix series not long ago and the soundtrack on it was incredible and it's really made me want, like delve back into like the seventies and listen to all the music from back then. So I've been listening to a lot of seventies playlists. Um, and yeah, I think I need to get into albums a lot more, but at the moment I'm just kind of listening to whatever comes up on my Spotify. <laughs> what was the, uh, the documentary that you watched? It was, oh, I can't even remember what the show was called now. Oh my God. That's, horrible that I don't remember it but it had like this this amazing soundtrack on it and it was like the show was based back in the 70s um oh Firefly Lane that's what it's called um and the soundtrack is just incredible yeah yeah okay no cool that um I did hear that the soundtrack but that was very good so do you find when you are listening to to things like that and it might be like 70s music that um that does influence your songwriting in a way? I think it does without me even realizing. Like I think it's just like weird how it just kind of like stays in your brain. And um, I think it'll come out when I start writing. And I've noticed like, since I've like brought my bass, I'm like noticing different things and songs that I wouldn't before. Like I'm listening for more things and like, like it's like we were talking about before, like me using logic, like actually sitting there and like going through like splice and like finding samples and like putting them in. (laughs) It's like weird, the things that you notice. And now when I'm listening to music, I can hear like tiny little bells or like shakers like that I wouldn't have noticed before because I'm paying more attention. Like it's just strange how that happens. Using logic. Yeah. Similar kind of thing. I found that you then almost have like a weird, mixing or mastering desk in your head where yeah. you can now hear more different yeah. pieces. So it's super strange. Yeah. <laughs> Tia, uh, thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Thank you for being on the podcast. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Tia Costello for her time. The new record Chrysalis is out now. We've left links in the show notes to her website if you'd like to purchase the record or buy tickets to one of her shows. We also want to give a huge shout out to Nick at Footstomp Music for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.